Welcome to the College Financial Aid and Career Navigation Podcast. Tom and Maria Geffers of Career and College Counselors, along with nationally recognized college financial aid expert Seth Green, teach two things. How to cut the cost of college tuition an average of $19,077 per child per year, and how to land your dream job after you graduate by choosing the right career and major. To get access to more information on how you can make the right choice, simply register at www.careercollegecounselors.com slash connect. To find out how to save an average of $19,077 per year per child on college tuition, go to www.howtofindmoneyforcollege.com. On the podcast, Tom, Maria, and Seth bring together leading experts in their fields who have experience in the college admission and career application process. They share their secrets so you can do it too. And now, here's your hosts, Tom, Maria, and Seth. Hi, everyone, and welcome to another great podcast. I'm Maria Geffers. And I am Tom Geffers from Career and College Counselors. And today we have the the, uh, I'm happy to have with us uh, Michael Fraley from Fraley Insurance and Financial Services. And today we're going to ask the question, you know, why should uh, you consider a, a career in insurance? And thanks a lot, Mike, for being with us and taking time out uh, from your very, very busy schedule. We really do appreciate it. We always start our podcast with asking the who, the what, the when, and the why, and then your aha moment, because we all have those aha moments. So why don't you tell us a little bit about who you are and all that wonderful stuff? I can do that. So uh, I would say probably the why, which was what's kind of toward the end of your uh, list there, uh, is maybe where I would start. And that is that from the time I was a young, young boy, uh, I kind of always watched and followed and revered my father. And so since he was an insurance man, you know, back in the early seventies, that's what I always put, you know, every year for school days and in little books you would have for school and you'd put your picture in and then it would say, well, what do you want to be when you grow up? I know a lot of people say firemen and police and those kinds of things, young boys anyway. Mm -hmm. But for me, I put, I want to be just like my dad, an insurance man. Uh, I didn't really know what that meant, but that's what I thought I wanted to be. So that was probably the early or the initial why. Um, I did grow up in a family business or or family owning an insurance and financial services firm. was started by my grandfather in 1937, many years ago. And I like to say he did the heavy lifting because (laughs) he worked at our business and our our industry before it was a well-known industry before it had any kind of requirements. You know, there was not a requirement that you had to have car insurance or house insurance or business insurance. In fact, there was no requirement and most people didn't have insurance. So he started in a day when you had to even educate people about what is this thing called insurance and why in the world would I spend a little bit of my money for it? So he started our firm. My father was a second generation, actually have a twin sister. And so the two of us actually came into our family business. But growing up, being in a family business, as as usually occurs, age 13, when you can first start working, you're working. And maybe even before (laughs) that, you're filing papers back then. You know, when we had paperwork to file, you filed papers. 
you you did those mundane tasks, you know, made sure there were paper clips and rulers and staplers and everything that needed to be at the desk. That's kind of how we started to get into the business. When it came time to go to school, um, I didn't know for sure that I wanted to be actually in the insurance business when we got to go to college, but I knew I wanted to do something with business. So when I went to college, um, I took a business administration degree and, and course of study. Um, and so that's kind of when I started through that four years to really kind of figure out and focus on what do I think I might like to do? Do I still want to be just like my dad or do I want to do something different? Um, and you said about my aha moment, Maria, I would say that may not have happened until about three years into my career. So even going through school, um, even, even going through all of what's required to get into our industry, um, and even starting to work in our industry, I don't think I could say that I knew for sure that this is what I wanted or was supposed to do until probably I was about three years into my insurance career. Mm -hmm. Wow. <clears throat> so... There are uh, several colleges, one in New York City, that uh, specializes in insurance. You can get a degree in insurance or risk management, that type of thing. When you were in college, did you take any kind of insurance courses, or was it just strictly a business uh, administration management type uh, degree? Interesting question, Tom, because uh, frankly, I didn't realize at the time that there were insurance programs. Uh, later, since then, I've learned actually Penn State has a pretty strong program. There is the College of Risk Management. Uh, there are a number of schools that have now uh, curriculum that are specifically designed for our industry. But at that time, honestly, I didn't know that that existed. Um, when I went to college, I did take the business administration course of study with a financial planning concentration. And as part of that concentration, we did actually have risk management courses, uh, of course, financial planning courses. So it didn't go, I know, into as much depth as a full-blown insurance curriculum would have, but it certainly gave me and exposed me to what is risk management, what are the components of that, uh, and how does even the insurance and the financial work together? You know, when you're covering people's assets, be they with insurance or when you're taking care of their assets, be they their investments and, and their retirement planning. Right. So I did gain a little bit of a window and had an opportunity, even did some business law as part of, of uh, the business administration program. That was valuable because it, it exposes a little bit of of being in business and or what legal implications there might be in risk management in financial planning. Well, since you brought that up, uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about the common paths in the insurance field. There's other than selling insurance, there are other things, whether it's an adjuster or actuary, which is a whole different thing. But uh, you know, there are, are, are other jobs in insurance um, what are some of them that you know of and, you know, what kind of uh, career can you have in those different fields? Well, you actually mentioned two very important <laughs> ones. Uh, actuarial science is certainly uh, very key to our industry. Uh, actuaries, you know, 
we liked it. I used to like to kid and say, you know, those were the guys with the thick glasses that you put in the back room that crunch numbers all day long. Right. Well, I actually have a nephew that is pursuing actuarial science and and actuarial science um, is so important to our industry that there are very good careers uh, in number crunching, in in planning for risk, in identifying given a certain number of inputs and variables, what's the likelihood of a claim, uh, et cetera. All of that goes into the pricing of insurance, et cetera. So that's a very good field if you're math oriented Mm -hmm. uh, and and you like to crunch numbers. Um, Adjusters obviously are critical for our field because they're the ones that are involved at claim time. And really for insurance, uh, maybe I should back up a half step and say, uh, you know, certainly, Salespeople, people that sell insurance, that that invest your money in the financial arena, you know, people that have done study, uh, maybe have some designations, et cetera, that that have increased their ability, their breadth of knowledge. You know, we always need salespeople to take what what a lot of people to a lot of people is a confusing subject, a confusing topic, and to speak plain English so that they can understand what is this thing called insurance. What is this thing called planning and retirement and risk management? And what does it mean to me? And putting it in plain English so that that people can make informed decisions is important. So certainly sales is an important role. Account management. You know, my office, we need a lot of people that simply work every day with our clients Mm -hmm. and that educate them that make the changes that are that all of us need to make, whether it's vehicle changes, whether it's buying houses new mortgages and refinancing, whatever that looks like. So we need people that are in account management and and work with customer service. Um, Adjusters, as you said, that's where the rubber meets the road. You know, in our industry, you, you, you know, we know you need insurance and that you need to be protected. But when you have a claim, when you have a loss of some type, a car accident, an injury, uh, there's damage to somebody else's property, your business, suffers a fire loss or something like that, that's when the adjuster, the claims expert, steps in and starts to help put you back and make you whole. And right. so adjusters are another really important role. When we do uh, assessments for young people, uh, quite often we'll see um, they're strong, or they, they have, a, they, they have a, a good path for success in the financial field. Right. And that's how it's labeled. So automatically people think about being a CPA, a banker, or or a certified financial planner. So it's a very broad field and insurance doesn't really come in, you know, to their minds or into play. So it's good to be able to say, you know, take a look at this. Mm -hmm. And, you know, what what I liked about, you know, being in insurance, I was in commercial insurance for for most of my insurance life is I got to meet different people every day. Correct. And whether it's an whether it's someone who's opening up a restaurant, someone who's a builder of homes, it was never boring. I, I was always talking to different people. So I, I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, why should a young person, I guess, ask you investigate insurance as a career? I, I think there's a number of reasons. Um, for myself, uh, you know, one of the motivations that I've had, I think, since day one, even though Maria, I may not have recognized it in the beginning. <laughs> um, but but taking care of people, 
you know, uh, if you will, protecting what matters most, whether it's for a family, whether it's for a business, whether it's for an individual, uh, just that ability in our industry to be taking care of what they need, protecting what they've worked so hard to develop, whether that's that home that they own, that car that they own, that business that they put everything they have into growing, you know, it, it's that one loss that can make all that go away. And so I think our career is, is one of the best careers um, that, that a young person can get involved with if they like to work with people, take care of people. They like to protect what matters most to those individuals and people. Earning potential has to come into play, right? I don't think insurance is thought of as a career where you're going to be the next Bill Gates, you know, the next Jeff Bezos, uh, you know, where you're going to be this mega, mega billionaire, okay? Um, and yet, if you look at insurance, whether it's, it's actuaries, whether it's adjusters, whether it's owning your own insurance firm, you know, your own, your own agency, um, insurance as, a, as an industry provides very solid earning potential. And you will pay your bills, you will raise your family, you will go to some special, unique vacation destinations, you'll have that ability. And a lot of young people look at insurance, to use your word, Tom, you said it was never boring, right? It is not. But I think our industry is viewed sometimes as that, you know, it is a conservative industry, we need to be conservative in our approach, in our risk management, in our actuarial calculations, but it's not conservative when it comes to the type of career and your earning potential. Mm -hmm. um, the other thing I think is important is young people today are very cause focused. They want to make a difference. When they're investing their time, when they're looking at a career, it's not quite the same maybe as I was, or, or maybe even you were in your career where you thought I'm going to get into this and I'm going to be at the same place for 20 or 30 or 40 years. Mm -hmm. You know, they want to make a difference. And again, I think our industry gives them an opportunity to make a difference every day with people, individuals, businesses that are very unique and varied. So they will get to make a difference in a lot of different ways. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if someone, if someone comes into your office, if you're looking for help, which I'm, I'm sure you look for help uh, many, many, many times, uh, and you're interviewing a young person, what are the mm -hmm. qualities that you look for, you know, maybe the top one or two qualities that you look for in that person? Well, um, I, I have a few that I think I look for that, that really resonate with me um, and are very important. Obviously, I think any business owner, you know, a, a sense of, of self-discipline, uh, of accountability, certainly trust and confidentiality in our industry you know, a, a trustworthiness, a confidentiality uh, is so critical because you're dealing with people, businesses, personal, private information that they may not share with their neighbor or even their family member, but they need to share it with you because you have to properly protect them and plan for them. So certainly those are, are key characteristics. I think empathy and caring. Our industry is, is an industry that, that, uh, is planning for people and protecting them in unfortunate and unforeseen circumstances. And so you never know when that moment's going to strike when they need you and you need to be there. You need to, you know, an ability to be sincere, concerned and care about their situation is very, very important. Mm -hmm. right. mm -hmm. 
So if um, a young person, maybe they didn't go to college, maybe they went to community college or four-year college like you did, and uh, there is continuing education in this industry, what do you Absolutely. normally recommend? I mean, there's some for life, there's some for property and casualty. What would a person expect to do to get additional uh, education and move up in, in the industry? Well, uh, fortunately or unfortunately, when you, when, if, if you're in uh, an agency environment like we are, uh, whether I'm an agency owner or whether I have account managers and staff, pretty much all of us need to hold an insurance license. Okay, and that means you've had to go through study to prepare for and pass your insurance exam. And once you've passed that exam, it's not quite like getting the diploma from college that you hang on the wall. Yeah, we hang it on the wall. But every two years, you have to continue to have continuing education. And so you have to either do online study. You have to attend classes. uh, You have to continue to educate yourself and broaden your knowledge in our industry. That's a requirement of your licensure, okay? Um, Beyond that, however, um, there are many designations in our industry that are specific courses of study. Many of them are are not unlike college, you know, community college where you're taking a particular uh, uh, class and you're doing that over a period of two or three months and then you'll pass an exam, and there might be five modules, there might be eight modules to attain an industry-recognized designation. So, for example, I happen to hold one that's called Life Underwriter Training Council Fellow. That's a mouthful, (laughs) but it just indicates a course of study, a number of courses, five that I've taken, that deal with life insurance, that deal with underwriting, which is another uh, incidentally, another field in our industry, an insurance underwriter who looks at and analyzes the risk and makes decisions on what the appropriateness of the risk is, what's the right uh, policy or coverage for a risk. But underwriter, meaning you've studied and done some learning of what goes into that, and then even sales and, and what's involved with sales and what are the things that you should be asking people to identify their needs. So industry designations like that, there are a number of ones depending on your particular role that, you know, I certainly would recommend if you have a role of an agency owner, CIC is a great designation. If you have a role of a service rep, certified insurance service representative is a great one for that particular role. All different, all different types of fields of study that can be employed or designation work that can be done. Right. So, um, the future of uh, insurance, we know it's changing dramatically as everything is. Sure. A, lot of, a lot of it is automated. We see we're inundated with commercials on TV about saving $500. And, you know, but, you know, <laughs> if you're in, in the insurance business, and especially if you're in, in a larger accounts, commercial type accounts, I think uh, personal, you know, interaction between you and the client is still the most, mm-hmm. most important thing. You can't replace that with a computer. So what, what do you see as the future of the industry? And I know you, you're doing some changes in, 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 in uh, your agency of uh, expanding. You want to talk about that a little bit? Sure. So it's interesting. If you look at uh, marketing and advertising, uh, it probably wasn't that long ago. I'll date myself a little bit. But, you know, probably if we go back about 18, 20 years, insurance as an industry 
would probably have fallen in the bottom couple categories of all different types of industries in terms of their advertising spend. And very quickly and very dramatically, insurance is now in the top few industries in terms of their advertising spend. So to your point, Tom, you can't turn on a TV, you can't drive down a road, you can't go through the uh, turnstile at the turnpike without seeing an insurance ad in front of you. Every week in your mail, you'll get two, three, six mailings that are enticing you, all different types of insurance. That's right. another topic. You know, what are the different types of insurance? But it's it's constantly in our face. Mm-hmm. Um, because of the different models that insurance companies employ, because of the different ways they go to market where they try and attract uh, clients, um, they put different messages into the marketplace. Uh, So a couple of what we would call direct writers or companies that are trying to appeal directly to a consumer and get them to call directly to the carrier, they will put a message into the marketplace that, hey, it's all the same. You can just walk up like you do at your grocery store, pull a box off the shelf and you got what you need. Right. Right. And so that messaging certainly is is being pushed constantly. Um, there's a lot of messaging around, hey, just jump on the internet. You know, in, in, in five minutes, in 15 minutes, you can plug your data in, boom, outspits what you need and you're good to go. You know, pick the cheapest one and away you go. That's certainly another message that is being put into the marketplace. The fact of the matter is in the reality that we see with our clients and, and now we're, you know, eight decades plus into this business and industry as a family business. So we think we've learned a little bit over that period of time about this, this industry. And the the fact of the matter is everybody's unique and everybody is different. Every business is unique and different. Even if you have two businesses sitting side by side that are selling car parts, there's going to be differences in how they operate, who their key people are, you know, how they attract their clientele. So our job is to set up and and work with each individual, with each business, with each family, and to craft something that is specific to them. And we've just found that that personal interaction that you mentioned, asking questions, being face-to-face or via Zoom or some other, other electronic format, but actually looking somebody in the eye, asking them questions, seeing their body language, how they react, all of that helps us do our job better. All of that helps craft something that is unique and specific to them. And frankly, it can't be done in 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. It, right. it just can't be done. Right. So so I know you get in front of people, you sit with them around the kitchen table, you you look them in their eye, you, you know, in your work, you're doing the same type of thing. You're trying to identify what that individual needs, wants, desires, and then you're trying to do your best, your background, your expertise to put them in the best possible position. Right. And that's that's what we should all be doing. Mm-hmm. And you are expanding into more financial uh, planning, correct? We've been, that's something we've done. Interestingly, uh, you know, even when I got into this business, I was you know, thinking almost exclusively insurance, 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 even though my course of study and my concentration in college was financial planning. Mm -hmm. Um, So it took me a little bit of time to kind of have my eyes open and widen my perspective on what all this is about and how all this works together. Um, 
we got very heavily into the financial part of our firm and our industry uh, and, and getting into retirement planning, financial planning, uh, you know, investing, those kinds of things, actually starting about 12 years ago now. And, and that's the part of our business that is actually growing the fastest. Mm-hmm. And, and that could be because we were starting a little smaller. You know, we haven't been doing that quite as long as insurance. But it, it really is because of key people that have joined our team. Mm-hmm. And it's because the majority of, of Americans, certainly the majority of working people, don't have a relationship that's helping them to ask questions and plan for and, and build that roadmap for their financial security. Um, whether they've done that or not with their insurance broker, you know, so we, can, we can have a discussion about whether that's happening consistently on the insurance side of the house, but certainly everybody at least has some type of contact with a carrier, a broker, whatever. But in the financial world, not so much. And so we found that, that particularly the, the mom and pop businesses, the families and individuals that we work with every day in our insurance field, well, those are the very people that have no resources, no access, or, or nobody that's helping them in the financial arena. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, you had mentioned, um, which I picked up right away, is that you were saying the young, the young, the young people, whether they're in high school or even college or even a little post-college, are looking mm-hmm. to make a difference. And Absolutely. you had mentioned insurance actually does help, and they do, as you had said, it it is important. I'd like you to talk about with insurance, with having an insurance business, you do have the freedom to not only help people that are your clientele, if you will, but also you are very active in uh, in Kiwanis and other. So this is a perfect uh, career for someone who is looking to you know, make a financial difference in their lives, but also to be able to give. Could you give us, I know we're kind of running out of time, but if you could give us a small um, kind of talking about your community work, because I think that's so important as a member and a leader in the community, you know, it's very important that we show our students, our young people, that they can be a contributing uh, member and make a difference. Absolutely. Um, there's two reasons, I think, why, why that's important, Maria, and, and, and why young people, why people of any age should be engaged in community. Uh, certainly one, and, and actually the number one reason, uh, even to this day, that people of all ages get involved in service of any kind, whether that's a volunteer fire department, whether that's a, a, a civic organization like a Kiwanis Club, uh, whatever that is is really for networking and, and is a little self-serving in terms of networking, getting to know and meet other people for business reasons, okay? So that's a great reason to get involved. The reason that people tend to stay involved, and to your point, you know, younger people in particular being more cause-focused and cause-oriented, um, it's important because it gives you skills mm-hmm. and allows you to develop abilities that will be important to your career, so I have found that whether it's working on committees and, and roles in my church, whether it's a Kiwanis organization, whatever it might be, I'm learning leadership skills. I'm learning how to deal with people of different backgrounds, mm-hmm. um, d- 
different skill sets and abilities. So I'm learning from others. I'm also learning how to deal with people that you get along with, you don't get along with, that have opinions that are very different. And guess what? That all helps and benefits and has, has helped me in my career. It's helped me as an agency owner. It's helped me work with my team, you know, my staff. Uh, it certainly helped me just in general, whether public speaking, right? Doing this kind of thing. Uh, I'm sure if you had asked me to come on to this type of a Zoom and a podcast, um, you know, a year out of school, I would have been terrified. But through the charitable and the volunteer work, that's what's actually helped me develop a, a comfort level in this space. Good, good. And well, before we close, um, I want to thank you, first of all, for, for being with us and Oh, thank you. About the uh, the opportunities in insurance, and and when a young person says, you know, we find out that they uh, have a strength in financial uh, aspects, and also they're a people person, which right. is one of those words we don't like to use too much. <laughs> but you know, they're a combination of the two. They have a good path to you know to look uh, to follow and to at least investigate. Right. So I want to thank right. you for all that good information you, you gave us. And if someone wants to contact you, what is the best way for them to do that? Well, probably the best way uh, these days is to check out, of course, a website, right? So they can go to www.frminsurancegroup.com. Uh, certainly, uh, if you just Google Mike Fraley, uh, probably my LinkedIn profile will come up or, you know, some other a Google to give you a number. Uh, many different ways, but but that's the best way really to to kind of get a sense of what it looks like in an insurance agency environment. And if your students would be looking and 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 career folks are looking for what does the industry look like, uh, then I would encourage them just to do some searching and and check out some online resources uh, that are specific to our industry. Mm -hmm. um, whether that's whether that's designations, American College, whether that's uh, just looking at carrier sites, insurance names that you're familiar with. Mm -hmm. uh, right. Many different ways to get involved and, and to learn a little bit more. Very thank good. you. Thank you again, uh, Mike, for everything. And thank you to our audience uh, for another great talk with an expert in the career field of insurance. And I invite you to uh, stay with us. We have every week we have a, a new podcast. So please Stay and listen. My name is Maria Geffers. And I am Tom Geffers from Career and College Counselors. And thank you again, Mike. This show has been produced by Market Domination, LLC. To discover how you can have your own show completely done for you and turn it into a real published book and become the authority in your marketplace, go to www.marketdominationllc.com slash podcast offer.